Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome back, my friends. It's that time of day. It's that time of week. This is Tyler Sheff, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, guys, I'm going to peel back the curtain. I'm going to... A lot of people have asked me and wondered, how the hell do I make my income? It's like, dude, what are you, a realtor? You got investment properties. You're flipping stuff. What are you doing? I'm going to answer that this week. I'm going to talk about where my money comes from. And my goal of doing this is... It's not to brag, doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that I diversify, right? That I've looked at, I focused on different streams of income. That's what helped me get financially free. Before I say that, it's not so much, I want you to get on board with the concept here, What, how I escaped the rat race, how I was able to go through the stuff that we've gone through, how we're able to move into a motorhome, travel the country, COVID hit. Now we're living in Key West, Florida as permanent residents of Key West, Florida, absolutely in paradise. I'm sitting here in Old Town, Florida, Old Town, Key West. I'm literally looking out. I have a nice little loft uh, studio up above the little apartment that we're renting here. I'm overlooking a pool and palm trees. It's awesome. And you're probably thinking, what are you selling Coke on the side, dude? It's like, how in the hell do you afford that? What what are you doing that I'm not? What not, right? So I get that a lot. People shaking their head. They're wondering, geez, maybe I'm some part of a Mexican drug cartel. Who knows, right? Am I, am I ripping people off? Am I stealing it? Maybe it's because I'm selling those nasty real estate courses and I'm getting rich off of $47 a month, right? $47 a month is making me absolutely rich and allowed me to move to Key West. Well, I got news from you, for you. It wasn't the $47 a month courses that I can assure you. So let's just dive into it, right? We always want to know, How's the other person? I do it. I drive by these gorgeous houses. I'm on my bike riding around Key West here, just chilling out, enjoying things, looking at these gorgeous houses. And man, let me tell you, they got some beautiful real estate down here. And I'm driving by and go, what does that guy do for a living? Or what does that girl do for a living? And uh, I've been asking myself those questions for many, many years. And that's what brought me to where I am now by seeking the answer. So first of all, you might ask yourself, how the hell did he do it? And my one answer is the library, boys and girls. The library. Yes, I've paid for some real estate coaching over the years, but really it came down to cracking the books, uh, getting on Amazon.com and thrift books and picking out books on topics that I want to learn, that I want to become an expert on, things that I want to really master and understand. I read the books. YouTube is another way that I've learned a lot. And the most important thing that I've done, over overwhelming uh, thing that I've done is actually doing I mean, literally getting out there and doing it, making it happen, tripping and falling, skin my knee, bloody my nose, getting out there, getting uncomfortable, making it happen. And guys, that hasn't always been easy for me. I can tell you that it's been a challenge. It's been a serious challenge over the years because every, just like every one of you, I have very realistic, very real fears. I don't want to lose money. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to have to start over again. I certainly don't want to die poor. I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to run for president. I don't want to do any of that scary stuff. I just want to be, you know, kind of be left alone, do my own thing, enjoy life and and go on, right? Part of the reason I moved to Key West. So that brings me to how the hell did I get here to Key West and how that all happened? Well, first of all, let's talk about the different types of income. And guys, I've made a lot of money over the years. I said some years have been unbelievable and some years have been absolutely terrible over the years. I mean, I've just... There's been some years and you get that little thing in the mail from Social Security every year or two. And you look at the years and how much you made and it's like, holy crap, how did I even pay rent or feed myself making that little money? I mean, I remember when I was in the Army, I, when I was in the Army, 
they made like $12,000 or $15,000 a year as a private. It's like, whoa. And guys, when I was in the army, I was no rock star. Let me tell you, I was a private. I made it to uh, E4, okay, corporal, when I got out. And uh, I didn't set the world on fire in the army. Granted, um, I got to travel the world for free. I got a lot of schooling. I got a lot of life experience. But that's what the army did for me. So move, joining the army wasn't um, a get rich quick by any means. But it was a way for me to kind of get my act together, right? To pull my head out of my backside and try to figure things out. Before I went in the army, I was the one of those kids that the judge looked at him and said, boy, you're going in the army or you're going to prison. You decide. And I chose the army. And of course, when that happened, I told the, you know, the army recruiter says, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be a cop. And uh, some of you probably already guessed that, that geez, sometimes you might, I might sound like a cop, but really that's what I wanted to do because clearly I was too stupid to be a criminal. Um, I was not good at it because I kept getting caught. I was that idiot that did dumb stuff and got caught. And my high school years come along with a very dumb, very long police record because I was an idiot. And I was always trying to get something for nothing and trying to get over. And we used to do the dine and dash thing where you go eat dinner at some place, some diner, and then you'd haul ass and, and giggle all the way. And the cops would chase you across town and whatnot. And a couple of times I got my ass beat. And you know why? Because I deserved it. And when I ran from the cops, they tackled me and beat me up and pulled guns on me and whatnot. And you know what? Because I deserved it because I was an idiot. And I'll leave that right there. But I grew up, right? I grew up and I decided that I wanted to learn more. So I looked at the idea of going to college and thought, okay, well, let me just put the logic into this. I'm going to go out and shell out. I wanted to be an attorney. So I figured law school would cost me $100,000, let's say. And how much would I make my first year as an attorney? So I started asking a couple of attorneys how much they made their first couple of years. And I wasn't really impressed with the results. Uh, 30,000, 20,000, 40,000. That's for the hardworking ones. And I probably wasn't the real hardest working kind of guy back then when I was a kid. I just wanted to get around and do things the easy way. So I don't know if I would have considered myself a go-getter early on. So I decided that going to college and getting a degree and then trying to pay off God knows how much in student loan debt didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. No, dis no disrespect to those that decided to go to college. Hey, more power to you. It just wasn't for me. And that I'm also not a conformist, if you might have guessed. I'm not the kind of guy that necessarily likes to uh, go with the norm like everybody else. I want to step outside the box and do things a little differently. So. With that came from came to um, owned several businesses over the years, tried things, sucked at them, other things I was good at, uh, made money, lost money, did all that. Tried to do my own taxes. You guys have heard me talk about that before. Lost my shorts, trying to do my own taxes, thinking I'm saving a buck. Now I really appreciate the the interaction that I have with a great top notch CPA. I deal with uh, Mark Kohler and his firm, and they're just amazing, and they really help me do what I do. And that's where I'm going to begin with my income guys is that it's not really what you earn. It's what you keep. And I've heard that and you, I know you've probably heard that and it's absolutely true. It's not what you earn. It's what you keep. I know lots of people that are great earners. I got friends that are physicians and uh, I know all kinds of people in the medical industry, the law profession. I know lots of pilots and very high net worth individuals. And they'll all tell you the same thing. Those of them that are punching a clock and they're earning their income as ordinary income are paying a fortune to the U S government. Now, we just had a regime change in Washington. That's about to change again. Things are going to go up even higher, more taxes. Here's the one thing I think we can all agree on is that 
In no time in history will taxes ever go down. I don't believe that's the case. I don't care who's standing at the pulpit trying to convince me otherwise. They're all full of poo-poo. Taxes are always going to have to go up. Why is that? Well, because the government keeps spending and printing money like it's going out of style. That's not going to change until they go bankrupt and we become the United States of China. Okay, that's just how it is. And I'm not, that's not even a political statement. It's just reality. We're screwed financially as a country. So you better get your act together and make take care of your own stuff. Um, I can go on for probably 10 episodes on that topic. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But really, what does that boil down to? For me, it didn't make sense to put all my eggs in one basket. I wanted to have income coming in from different things. And I know people that own all these different businesses. And, man, they work sun up to sundown and weekends and they're just never get a break. And I, for one point in my life, or actually several points in my life, I was that guy. And, uh, that didn't work for me. I've got friends that are very good at what they do. They're experts in their trade and they make great money, but man, they're married to their job. They can't get away for a minute. They're not allowed to have fun. They can't be away from a cell phone. God forbid if the internet ever shut down for a minute, they'd go under. And in a lot of cases, they're heavily in debt. So along the spirits of what you thought, what you make so much as what you keep, uh, Jill and I decided several years ago that we were going to get out and stay out of debt. And I'm here to tell you, it's a heck of a lot easier to get out of the rat race if you don't have debt. Okay, The only debt I have in my life is mortgage debt. That's it. I don't have any other debt. I don't have credit card debt. I got nothing. I got mortgage debt. That's it. I don't buy things that I don't have the cash to pay for. Is it hard to do that? Absolutely. It's real tough, and I have to say no to myself a lot. There's a lot of things I'd like. I'd love to have a 39 contender sitting over there at Garrison Bite Marina instead of the 16-foot center console with a 60-horse Yamaha on it. But here's the thing. The 16-foot center console fishing boat with the 60-horse Yamaha may not bring in the babes. It's all right. I'm already married to one. I don't need the babes. But it does get me out to where I need to go to go fishing in the backcountry, go to the beach with my wife, and tool around Key West and have a good old time. Is it the perfect boat? No, of course not. But it's a boat I was able to pay cash for. I own it. She's mine. She's like brand new. And uh, she owes me nothing. So we're good, right? We're good. Someday I may decide to amass a couple hundred thousand dollars and bump my head and go pay 39, go pay God knows how much for a 39 foot contender with four outboards across the back. Who knows? Maybe I'll have that midlife or late life crisis. But right now that's not in the game. Why is it in the game? Because I'm not going to go into debt to live that. I'm just not going to do it. It doesn't make sense. I can. I have friends that have 39 contenders. I can just hang out with them, buy them a tank of gas, buy them some dinner or a couple of beers. It's all the same, right? I know people that have these boats. So I don't necessarily need to go out and get into debt to buy one. That's me. Now, there's other ways you can look at that. You can go out and buy one and maybe you, become, you do offshore charters to where it becomes a cash flow instrument. Maybe you put a captain there, let the captain go out and do charters. And then every once in a while, you want to go out and screw around and impress your friends, then then fine. I know a guy that just bought a yacht. He's a millionaire, and he went out and bought a yacht. But he didn't buy the yacht because he wanted to be a, a hot dog. He bought the yacht because it was an investment, and then he hired a captain to maintain it, and then he sends it out for private charter. And then when he wants to go to the Bahamas or Puerto Rico or whatever, he bebops over to Fort Lauderdale. He gets on his own yacht, and off he goes with his captain, and he's good to go. The rest of the time... When he's out doing what he does to make money, the yacht's out making money independent of him. Therefore, he's created a stream of income. So let's talk about streams of income. My income comes from many different things primarily. Okay, I've said that before. Short-term rental income is a, a big piece of that. We own several short-term rental Airbnb-type properties um, that we lease out by the night. 
Some of them we do by the month, but the most of them is done by the night. We've been very blessed with that business. It provides us a lot of tax incentives and things like that. We stay busy year round. Uh, yes, we took a shot in the shorts when COVID broke out and they shut down the state and the tourism and the whole nine yards. And I don't know, I lost like 85 grand in 18 hours and that hurt in reservations. But guess what? We built it back. Well, some problems happened. They, they shut it down. They couldn't travel. So we had to pivot and adjust our pricing model and adjust who we serve. And we started serving medical professionals because nurses, traveling nurses were coming in from all over the country to stay here. So we changed who we market to. And instead of the Airbnb type of customer or the VRBO type of customer, we focused on short-term short-term rentals to nursing people, which was 90-day reservations. And admittedly, they didn't make us as much as the the vacation rental thing did, but it still paid the bills and it allowed us to make a decent profit in the meantime. Did we lose? Hell yeah, we lost. But we kept our head above water and everything was fine. But here's what really worked for us. That's not the only income that we have. Multiple streams of income is what insulated us from getting whacked to death when things started going haywire. We have long-term rentals. We've got rental properties in other states that we've owned over the years, and we still own several of them. Houses that maybe we foreclosed on the note and took the houses back and we put tenants in them, things like that. Those pay us monthly rental income. Uh, Speaking of notes, uh, note interest income, we've bought, over the years, we've bought non-performing notes, which are ones where people aren't paying the mortgage payment. We've sat down with the seller, with our team, restructured the debt such that they could be re-performing again. And basically, here's what that looks like. Let's say dude's mortgage payment is eight fifty a month. He can't afford eight fifty a month. So we buy the note at a discount, which means we've got baked-in profit. So we can actually drop the interest rate, add to the term. We can do all kinds of things, negotiate with the buyer or the owner of the home to allow them to stay in the home. Okay, so we do a workout with them. And when we do that, it actually creates huge profit for us and it reduces the monthly payment for the borrower and allows them to stay in the home. Well, that works out great for us because we get those monthly profits every month. Those come in in the form of mortgage payments. And some of those mortgage payments, a portion of that payment goes to pay back the investors, the people that trusted in us to front us the money to be able to buy these notes in the first place. So we do a profit share scenario with them. They get a piece of the profit. We get a piece of the profit. It works out well. We do the work, so to speak. Our team does the work, and the investor enjoys basically a hands-off, no-touch, lovely little profit comes in every month. And it's a win-win, so both sides of the transaction win. The owners of these homes win because they get to stay in their houses when we're able to work them out. And the people that invest their money with us, they get a nice uh, return over time that's secured by real estate. They have a first-position mortgage against the piece of real estate. So for them, it provides a nice uh, return on their investment. Consulting income is another way I make money. People need advice, just like attorneys give advice and CPAs need, need advice or give advice rather. Regular people that are doing deals, investors and whatnot, some advanced, some beginning, call me up and they hire me as a consultant. Sometimes they'll hire me to take them through a deal, to marshal them through a deal, I'll hold them by the hand, take them through the deal beginning to end. Uh, at the end of the day, they find that my fee a lot of times is actually more reasonable than having a realtor represent them, a realtor represent them. I'll bring them through the transaction. I'll coach them through the process, how to raise the money. Uh, we get into all kinds of different aspects. It's a kind of a, a a la carte type of thing. It's a, as you know, I give them what they need, what they ask for, sit down with them, consult with them, find out, okay, where are you at? What do you have to put into this? 
and I help facilitate that transaction. And for that, I charge a consulting fee, which varies depending on the deal. And I've been blessed. I do very well with that consulting income every year. And it's, it's on my time. It's on my schedule, which works well. Everything's done by appointment. I'm able to deliver great results. And in every case, my consulting clients love it because they get the benefit of an incredible deal. They understand their investment. It's structured properly because I introduce them to the right people. I get them introduced to the, to the team members and whatnot to make things happen. And it just creates a win-win for everybody. So if you've got a real estate problem or you're looking to do a deal and you just need someone to coach you through the process or hold your hand through the process, I've got programs available like that. How do you do more? How do you do that? You get on my calendar. You go to my website, cashflowguys.com. You whack that, that uh, book a call with Tyler button. Get on the phone. We'll kind of talk about for free. We'll talk about, we'll do a consultation. What do you need and how can I help? If I think I can help and I can provide lots more in use value than I take back in cash value, then we'll put something together that creates a win-win for everybody. And then off we go. And if we can't, no harm, no foul. Uh, but usually we can figure out a way to make things awesome for everybody. And so that's a big part of my income. Inner circle. I don't talk about it very much. I don't advertise it. It's not open. But I have a very small group of people. I call it the inner circle that I'm part of. This is a, a very private mastermind, very intimate type setting. We meet every week on Wednesdays for a couple hours and we go through each other's businesses. It's And these people pay to be part of this, this program. So there's initial, there's an initial initiation fee and then they pay every month. And that is a stream of income for us. And we've been doing that now for about five years. Um, and it, it's a good, it's a great thing. It's frankly, it's the thing I really look forward to every week besides doing this podcast. I love doing the podcast, but I also really enjoy the inner circle group. I enjoy watching these folks grow and build their business. And it's, it's not coaching in the typical sense. This is high level stuff. I mean, we're really getting digging deep and getting through and working through problems and creating success plans and people are winning. Everybody in the group is kicking ass. And yeah, I know you guys listen to the podcast every week. So those of you in the inner circle group, two thumbs up. I love you guys. And I'm so proud of everything you guys have done. And we've got people, not necessarily just in real estate. We've got people in other businesses that are part of the inner circle group. And we're like a small, tight-knit family. We look out for each other. We mastermind every week. We take care of each other. You know, they've got a direct special link to my calendar. They can text me if they want to directly. They've got very special access to me on purpose so that I can help them win. And then together we all win. And it's awesome. And frankly, they're a huge help to me too. They help me build my business because... We're all in the same family, right? And we're all, we're all very different, but very much the same. So next thing I do for income is uh, passive investments. I, Jill and I put money over the years into other people's investment opportunities. Uh, you heard people syndicate deals and raise money for deals and whatnot. And that they vary. Uh, I won't go all the way, break it all the way down, but lots of different things. I mean, think of like lemonade stand, right? Little small businesses, lawn companies, um, there are some real estate deals, multifamily note deals, things like that. We've put our revenue, our money that we've earned doing other stuff into these investments and these investments pay us uh, monthly, quarterly, annually, depending on the type of investment. For example, in a multifamily type uh, investment, like a syndicate, we put in an initial investment. Let's say we give them 50 grand and they say after so many, after so long, like a year, two years, whatever, we'll start paying you, Tyler, a preferred return, 6%, whatever it may be on your money. And then when we exit, when we sell the asset, um, you and the other investors will get paid a, a portion of the equity. 
And the average usually goes, you know, five, six percent interest preferred if there's a preferred return. And then the investors, which I'm part of that group, we would get 70, 80 percent of the fund. But the average are running about five percent right now. The ones that I think are are lower risk are around five to six percent return, the ones that make sense. And you get about a 70 percent equity share with a group of other investors and those usually work out pretty well if you're careful who you're working with, which I'll cover that probably in another episode. But we're invested in both single and multifamily uh, property pools. So we, you get a big group of good people together, you can do a lot of good stuff, which is why we're doing a fund here in Key West, because we see some amazing opportunity in Key West that most folks won't be able to find unless you're here boots on the ground, understanding the culture of the island Everything, the good stuff is done behind the scenes, right? You guys don't, won't see the, the amazing deals come out until the deal's done. And nobody's going to be up. Nobody's ever advertised. Oh, this is an amazing deal. And it actually be an amazing deal. You got to structure it that way. So that's part of the reason why we moved to Key West. So I can be here with my ear to the pavement, finding out who's having a hard time, who needs to get rid of their asset, whose house is tore up, what property probably could use a change in management or maybe a change in tenants. And we're here to solve those problems. I'm here to knock on those doors. I'm here to to mobilize and get people's properties changed around, get those deeds in the name of the fund. Let's go and add some value. Let's provide clean, safe, affordable housing to those that need it when it matters most. And that's what we're doing here, boots on the ground in Key West. So I've come out of retirement, so to speak, for the purpose of working with this fund. And my role is I'm the asset guy, right? I'm the guy that's out there pounding the pavement, doing the marketing to get the deals put together and structured for the investors. And it's a, it, we've set it up to where it's a win-win for everybody. They get a great deal. Uh, I get a great deal and everybody's happy and we have some fun while we're doing it. Right. Which brings me to my next way of doing income. My, this is my fun. This is where I really, this is the one thing I do that I have a blast doing and it's arbitrage. I love flipping things. I am the guy that if I drive down the road and I see somebody's got a boat out for sale and I think, wow, I could, I could flip that and make a couple thousand dollars or $50,000, whatever. I like flipping stuff. I like buying things of between five to $50,000, and then I'll turn them around for a huge profit. Let me give you an example. Uh, let's say somebody's got a boat, and it just needs to kind of be rehabbed. And there's a lot of guys down here that do that on the side, a lot of retired folks, and they got nothing else to do, especially old wood frame boats. And if they're not too bad, you can usually get them for a song. I'm talking like 500 bucks, 1000 bucks, something like that. I'll go buy one of those, and I'll take it and have it renovated. And I'll go spend, I don't know, $10,000, $15,000 on it, and I'll turn around and sell it for $40,000, $50,000. I've done these over the years several times, and I've always made a killing. And when I say killing, I'm talking like four or 500% profit on the money. It's nuts how much money you can make doing this. Um, my, one of my dreams that I'm going to realize here very soon because I've always wanted to flip airplanes. I'm like, that's badass. Buy a little Cessna. You buy them where their airframes are getting kind of tired and they need some work and this one, this not, this type of thing. And you know, they need this, they need that. Depending on how much it is and what it takes, and I got to team up with the right people to do the renovation. That's the key because talk about an airplane, so it's not done right. It goes creaming down to earth. But um, I always wanted to flip planes. I know people that do it and they make an absolute killing. Or I'd like to buy repo planes. I think that'd be pretty cool because what more? How much more fun can can you have than flipping an airplane? I mean, dude, that's crazy. So I want to get my pilot's license. That's a goal. Next two years, I'm probably going to get my private pilot's license so I can learn to fly. I've got a lot of friends that are pilots. The fund that we're doing is has a lot of pilots. Actually, my friend Mike that's 
Mike Marino, who is runs the, the fund for us. He's managing the fund. He is a, a pilot. He's a jet pilot with uh, one of the airlines. So I'm just looking forward to really learning all I can about flying. And that will just accentuate my, my flip opportunities. Real estate commissions. Yep. I'm a realtor, dirty bottom feeder realtor. And I get paid a commission when I sell someone's property or I sell a property to someone. So I've been doing that for many, many years. I've been, I've faded it out of it. You know, I'm not like the Duncan duo in Tampa Bay. I don't sell like 5,600 units or whatever they do every month. I don't really care about that, but I've made a handsome income over the years selling income. Some years I've done literally no transactions. Other years I've done more than I could count, but we're ramping things up. I'm putting my realtor hat back on. I'm, I'm playing the broker game and, and, and off we're off to the races here in Key West. I mean, after all, every time I get a dip my ink in the and in, in get my quill in the ink, it's like $50,000 payday, so that doesn't suck. Course sales. Yep. Okay, guys, you caught me. I make money selling courses. Ooh, shame on me. I'm a dirty guru. No, um, that's why I have a course to raise private money at 47 bucks because it's not hard to raise money, guys, so it shouldn't cost 50000 to learn how to raise 50000 So I put a course together, simple, because raising money is simple. It's not easy. It's simple. And the course is $49, 47 bucks. I can't even remember. I'm going to raise the price just because I'm a greedy bastard and I want to. And, you know, rum is, rum is expensive in the keys. But um, I have that little course. I put it together. Lots of folks have bought it and taken it. I have not retired to Key West on the proceeds from that course, I can assure you. But it covers the cost of having a ClickFunnels account, having sponsoring the course and, and that good stuff uh, on ClickFunnels. So that's what that's there for, right? Uh, it does... It does well, but like I said, I'm not going to get rich off of it, but I do it because people always ask me, how do I do what you want? How do I do what you do? How simple. I'm not going to teach you for free because I said I'm not going out doing it myself and I'm not making money. So here's a course. If you want to learn, give me 50 bucks, take the course and off you go to the races. I didn't leave anything out guys. It's 50 bucks. You don't know how to raise money, not rocket science. Buy the course if you want to raise money. So that's what that's out there for. I have another course where I basically condensed everything I do into like, I don't know, 15, 20 weeks. I mean, lots of content. And I bottled it and, and I sell that for, I think, uh, seven ninety seven. It's called the Mailbox Money System. It's basically what I do in a box, how I make my money, and what I, exact steps I do, how I market, everything wrapped up in one nice little package. I sell that for 300 bucks. Again, I'm not setting records with that. I don't push it very hard, okay? I talk about it here in the podcast. There are some of you that sit there and wince every time I... I like I'm some shameless bastard for telling you that if you want to do what I do, just simply buy the damn course and do it. They're like, he's a guru because he's trying to charge for education. It's like, well, you idiot, I'm not going to teach you for free. And that's just how it works. So if you don't like it, well, suck it up, buttercup. I'm okay because I live in paradise and you don't. So maybe you should buy the course and you could be down here too. Uh, let's see. Oh, and I also do course sales for Larry Harbolt. Larry, is not a digital marketing expert. I am. So I teamed up with Larry Harbold several years ago and we help Larry with his online presence. We, I manage a team of marketers that help Larry sell his courses. He's been an educator for 30 years plus. He's awesome. He's amazing. I've taken every one of his courses myself and I am basically the back end. I own the back end of that and I help Larry Harbold sell his courses on, on uh, land trust and seller financing. And guys, you want to learn how to do seller financing or land trust? You need to take his course. Not because I'm selling them, because it's damn good content. I've taken it myself. 
I keep telling him it's too cheap, but Larry's that guy where he wants you to learn and do, and he doesn't need to retire off each student. I mean, he's not Ron Legrand with a $90,000 coaching program. Larry's most expensive product is like 1997, for God's sake. It's crazy. But he does a great job, and I make some income off for that every year. Um, we share in the revenue of the sales. Affiliate commissions, which that's what that brings me to, there are times that I recommend things on the show, not very often, because of most of the stuff that people try to bring to me to talk to you guys about sucks, frankly, and I'm not going to pitch it to you just because it pays me money, such as those credit card companies, these these funding companies. Every one of these people are humping my leg. Tyler will give you $1,000 for every schlep you can talk into getting a credit card. Well, there are real estate podcasters out there that are making a very handsome Income, six figures plus, talking you into put financing a house on a credit card. I'm not that guy. Number one, I could never compromise my morals for money. It's just not, doesn't make sense to me. I think it is a terrible, catastrophically shitty idea to use a credit card like that because you will, hear my words, you will get trounced financially. Okay. Just spend 50 bucks, learn how to raise private capital. And go out and do it right. If you're out there trying to flip houses using credit cards, eventually the music's going to stop and there'd be no chair for your little tushy to sit in and you're going to take it in the shorts. But Tyler, it's zero interest. (laughs) Sure it is. Um, Not to mention these companies, in my opinion, they're tweaking your corporate credit file that you don't have such that you'll qualify for a credit card you wouldn't qualify normally on your own. That to me sounds like a recipe for bank fraud. But who am I to judge? So I'm not going to get in bed with people that do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't affiliate with people like that. PropStream is a company that I'm very proud of. I use PropStream every day myself in my business. They are amazing. If you want to get involved with PropStream, you get a free trial. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash data and sign up. If you sign up, a portion of the monthly fee for that goes to me in the form or my company in the form of an affiliate commission. I've just closed that up front a hundred times before. I'm not getting rich off it, but it's nice. It's nice. It works out to several hundred dollars a month. Um, There's months where it's thousands and other months it's hundreds. And it's a great program. I don't pitch it necessarily for the money so much. Granted, it helps. But I pitch it because it's a damn good product. Uh, Rentometer is another one. They were a sponsor of the show a while back. I did a a little uh, thing, four or five episodes they, they sponsored. And that worked out real well. I love Rentometer. It's a great product. They don't sponsor the podcast anymore. And I'm telling you, they still kick ass. They rock. And uh, I use them also myself every single day. So I get a commission if someone, back then I used to get a commission when somebody signed up for Rentometer. Uh, Referrals by realtors. I'm a licensed agent. I can refer business outside of my purview. For example, you want to buy a house in Seattle? Well, you call me. I find an agent that doesn't suck. When that agent sells you a house, I get anywhere between 20 and 30% of their commission. Uh, That, over the years, has brought me a tidy sum of money. I dig that. I also have, and I'm always looking for agents or people that want to be real estate agents that really want to learn a different way to do the business. We don't have to be a schmarmy salesman and hump people's legs and bullshit people about houses. If you really want to learn how to get good at selling real estate, and you're in either the Tampa Bay market or the, um, the Florida Keys, hook me up. Give me a call. Let's talk about it. If I bring you on my team, basically we do a revenue split. I help you with your marketing. I send you leads, help you close. I teach you everything there is to know about being a realtor. I don't charge anything for that. 
but I do take a portion of the commissions. Um, you will still do very, very well. And frankly, if you're on my team, you need to get on board to make at least a hundred grand a year, or you can't get on my team. It's that simple. Not saying you have to make a hundred grand a year. Now, if you were, you wouldn't need me, but I would like you to get in the mindset or be the type of person that insists and feels they're worth six figures a year selling real estate, not doing it like a schmuck. And if that's you, then you need to get on my calendar. You go to cashflowguys.com, whack that button and get on my calendar and off we go. So guys, that's it in a nutshell. That's how I make my money. There's probably a couple of things I forgot about. My wife might listen to this episode and go, you forgot to tell them about this, this, and this. I don't know. Maybe I did. We got a lot of different streams coming in. Most of it is passive. We're not necessarily so active in it ourselves, but we put other people in place to succeed and we take a piece of the benefit for doing that, guys. I hope you found this information beneficial. Again, this is not to brag. Obviously, I didn't intend for it to be, but I want you to get an idea of how I've structured myself. So if one thing goes belly up, COVID, short-term rentals, you shot me in the keister a little bit. I didn't really skip a beat. Now, I wasn't eating lobster every day. I can tell you when COVID first hit, it was a little scary because it took a big chunk out of my income. But we were fine because we had other streams of income doing well for us. See, right now we got a couple people that are paying us on notes that were paying us on notes that have decided not to because whatever reason, those streams of income have slowed down or stopped. We work through it, we solve problems, and we get paid. Have a great day, guys. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.